It's another Tuesday, which means it's another new episode of Doable Discipleship, a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your faith, friendship with God. I, I literally never know which one it is. Um, and then I, both. I it's, it is both. both. It is both. We're going to take that. Um, I'm Jason. I'm Brandon. And um, we are going through this series right now on spiritual antidotes. So last week, we started this series as a response, basically, to just all of the different emotions, feelings, fears, whatever it is that that, that you may be feeling during this time um, of uncertainty, uh, this time of, uh, it's really unprecedented for us, at, at least. And um, yeah, everybody handles it differently. And so we wanted to kind of acknowledge that you may be feeling uncertain, uneased, fearful, stressed mm-hmm. out, anxious, whatever it is during this time. And so we wanted to share with you some spiritual antidotes to whatever it is that you may be feeling. So last week we started with hope, which is one of the foundational elements um, that as Christians we can have hope even amidst uh, the hardest of feelings. Hope is and should be ever present. Mm-hmm. Um, this week we're talking about gratitude. Yes. I, I really hope that we that you enjoy this series and, and see it for what it is, that it is it is designed for you, but whether you're stuck in your house, whether you still have to go to work and you're being stressed out by crowds or by craziness, whatever, this series is designed to meet you where you are, wherever that may be. So let's talk about what gratitude is. Yeah. And let's address the elephant in the room. In a time like this, in a situation like this, why should we feel gratitude? I would say gratitude is probably not um, a native feeling for us that just comes up like others may. Gratitude is something that we have to cultivate in our lives. This is not something that's just naturally going to spring up for us. We have to plant it in the ground. Mm-hmm. We got to water it. We got to nurture it. We got to cultivate it. And as we do that, voila, that, that, that plant starts to grow. That gratitude plant starts to grow. So I just want to address that this is probably not the first thing that's going to come to your mind when we're thinking about spiritual antidotes, but we should consider that's moving it higher up the chain. This is why we're doing it second, um, right after hope, which is kind of our foundation. It's the soil that all of these things come from. So gratitude, what is gratitude? Well, gratitude is being thankful for what God has given you. It's an expression of praise or praising God for being the provider. We talked a little bit about that last week about God as a, as a provider as we kind of we, we walk through that that mantra. Um, but it's, it's simple at its core, boiled all the way down. It's, it's simply being thankful for what God has given you. One of the, one of the best verses for this, I think is first Thessalonians five, 16 through 18. It says, always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, or you can read that be grateful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to, to, to Christ Jesus. So this is actually, this is literally God's will that we'd be people of gratitude, that we'd be people of thankfulness. Why is this God's will for us? Why is this something that God desires for us? It's, I, I think it's because in this, as we cultivate gratitude or as we practice gratitude, what we find is that it's kind of like, um, it's, I, I don't want to call it like rose tinted glasses, but it starts to shape and form the circumstances that we're in. It doesn't make them better, 
right? That's why I'm not using the term rose tinted glass. It's, it doesn't, it's not necessarily changing the circumstances, but it's changing us in the midst of the circumstances. So when we practice this, when we lean into God's will for us, that God desires this for us, we start to see how this is a truer and better way of living in the world and handling the circumstances that are unforeseen, the circumstances that are really scary, the circumstances that are totally out of our control. This is a better way to deal with it. Yeah, so let's look at some other um, verses to kind of get a little bit more breath to see what the Bible says. So Brayden read from First Thessalonians. Um, then we get Ephesians five fifteen through 20 says, So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I just love that idea of being filled with the Holy Spirit and singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs making music and giving thanks. It's just kind of this picture of life that's so yeah. vibrant. And I just love that even if we're stuck inside, even if we're holed up at home, you can still do this. I think you that's can, a great word for it, vibrant. Vi Vibrancy. It is. Just this picture, yeah. Um, and then there's um, Philippians 4.6, uh, which is a famous verse on gratitude. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need, and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And I just, I just love that it talks about peace comes from this idea where we can tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. That's such an important part. That's such an important part, and it leads to peace. A thankful heart, a grateful heart, brings peace. Yeah, and what I like about that, kind of harking back to our last episode of the hopeful realism, yeah. the first part of that, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. So everything's on the table. Yeah. You don't have to hide certain emotions. You don't have to clean it up. You can put it out there. It's instructing us, hey, instead of worrying about it, pray about everything. Pray about the deep feelings, pray about the pain, pray about whatever comes up and tell God, tell God what you need and thank for all he has done. And I liked, I, I love that part of this verse is it, it gives us access, it gives us freedom or, or a license to be real and to be real people and to be real humans um, and not feel like we have to get it together just a little bit or polish it up before, before we present it to God. Yeah, it's really just this kind of, it's this great instruction for how to go about life because really <laughs> because you get so much of, of it right there don't worry about anything it's the acknowledgement that stresses happen that things yeah. happen but instead pray about everything and what does that do it puts your focus back on god it, it, it points to him who is sovereign points to him mm -hmm. who is provider points to him who is for you who is with you just all, it's and so it's pointing that and then thanking him for all that he has done, because you approach that, it, 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 because it, it gives you that peace of mind in your heart. Which brings me to kind of the next little phase that I wanted to talk about here, which is what gratitude does. So, you know, 
we've talked about that gratitude is being thankful or being grateful for what God has given you or what God has done for you. And but really, what does gratitude do? And I like to think of it as that gratitude puts you in a posture that is pointed back to God. When you are approaching your life with gratitude, it's really acknowledging that it is from God that I have what I have. It is from God that I am even here. It is from God that this earth is even here, that Mm -hmm. this universe is even here. It just puts you in a posture that is pointed back to God. It puts him as the focal point. And when you are fixing your eyes on God, you start to see everything else through a godly lens. If if your eyes are fixed on him, and then you see the world beyond, you are seeing it with this, this view, this vision that is through God. So you start to kind of see things in a different light because you are pointed back to God. You're seeing seeing all that he continues to do, even when things seem like they're in chaos or in pandemonium, whatever, you can still see God's presence. You can still see God's hand. You can still see all that God has done, is doing, and will continue to do. And so I just love that, yeah, that's that a, really at the heart of that is gratitude. That's a great point. And like, just like you're saying, it, it reminds you, it, it opens your eyes to the, to the good that God has done in your life. And I think spurs you on, gives you some encouragement for the, the good that God's going to continue to do. So it's a reminder. It reminds you of who God is, right? We, we talked about even last week, the, the object of your hope, that's, that's the important thing. You can put hope in a lot of places, but there are a lot of places that are unchang- that are that are changeable, that are um, totally out of control, that you have no control over. Or you can put your hope in God, who's in control, or who's sovereign. So it, it reminds you, gratitude uh, reminds you of who who God really is. That God is in control, and that God's with you, and it brings you peace. Peace is a byproduct of gratitude, and this is one of the big reasons again why I think God, it's God's will for us that God wants us to cultivate these lives of gratitude. Cause just, just as the verse you just read, Jason Philippians four, six, the back half of that, it says, you know, tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. This is right after he's talking about, you know, pray about everything. Don't worry about it, but pray about it. We hear pastor Rick say, you can, you can worry or you can worship. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're both choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that. And I, and I hear that, that same sentiment echoed here. Uh, but then it goes on to say, then after you do this, right? So after you tell God what you need, after you thank him for all he's done, thankfulness, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So it brings peace and peace exceeds our understanding, our present circumstances, our present condition, but then also it protects. It's 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 future oriented too. That it guards our hearts, that it protects our hearts and minds, as we live in this world and as we live in Christ Jesus. Yeah, and then I think I think gratitude does many things. But the last thing that I definitely want to hit on is that a grateful heart puts a higher value on what you already have, and it helps you to recognize things you have that you may not have appreciated. So it's literally, it's taking all of the gifts that God has already given you. Because oftentimes we start to move past what's past, right? So, mm. you know, is we always are looking at the next thing. We're always mm-hmm. at looking at the, at, at the things that we don't have. 
you know, our eyes tend to focus on the empty spots in our shelves rather than the spots that are filled. Or it starts to think about, you know, oh, yeah, I, I got this. That's great. This would be nice, too. Now that's the object of my focus. Yeah. And what gratitude does when we be intentional about it, as you talked about a cultivation, that it does require work and intentionality for it. But as you think, as you approach trying to see things with a grateful heart, in my experience at least, it helps you to see the things that are in front of you in a better light. You start to recognize the value of what God has already given you. I think it, it, it redefines what you have too. It definitely redefines what you have. I, th- I I think one of the things that I like most is, is it reminds you of the prayers that God has already answered. Yeah. It points back to if you truly sat and steeped in your gratitude and really thought about all of the things that you have all or, or all of what God has done, you know, then you can remember. I remember the time where I was really praying hard for this mm-hmm. and where I was so frustrated that this wasn't a part of my story or this wasn't something I had or something I needed. And then I could see how God came through with that. Yeah. Or how God changed the story a little bit mm. and gave me something different. That's good. That, that I didn't know I needed. I thought I needed this or I thought I wanted this, but God said, no, actually it's this. Mm. And you can see it and just see the story about how God has, has been so active and present in your life. And that stems from gratitude. It really does. So, and it helps you to recognize the things that you have that you may not have appreciated. So as we talk about gratitude and we talk about why we think it's so important, as we get into kind of the doable side, we can talk about how can you practice gratitude or what are some tips uh, to help you practice gratitude? And I think a key way is to talk about the things that you're grateful for as a family. Um, so, so just get together with whomever you're with. Um, it, it could just be you as an individual. It could be you and your spouse. It could be you with your spouse and your kids. It could be extended. Whomever is kind of yeah. in your vicinity. And just talk about what you are grateful for. And just spend a lot of time, especially as we're in this period of isolation and quarantine, whatever Probably it is. Probably working from home. Probably working from home. Like, it's so, I think this time can be so valuable to just be together as a family. It could be over dinner. It could just be its own unique time. And just talk about about the things that you are grateful for. And, and feel free to go back a ways and just talk about things in yeah. your past that you, you know, maybe haven't thought of for a while, but talk about, you know, nothing's off limits. I'm so grateful that God did this, or I'm so grateful that God stopped me from doing this, or I'm so great, you know, just kind of just, just allow for free flowing gratitude. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and parents, um, I think this example that you set for your kids, this model that you give for your kids of gratitude. Oh my goodness. I think it's going to go such a long way in how they approach gratitude and having a grateful heart, if you model that for them. Yeah, and there's a cool opportunity here that we have to to spark the gratitude. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, we'd all like to receive calls and texts of people saying, hey, I'm so grateful for you for these reasons. That's amazing. That feels great. And we have the opportunity to do that. We have the opportunity to go first. Mm-hmm. 
to lead out in this because because of God inside of us and because we are with God and God is with us. So tell others that you're grateful for them. Maybe that's just shooting someone a quick text. Maybe that's a phone call uh, a little bit longer or whatever mode of communication you like to choose, but tell someone that you're grateful for them. For them. And, and more importantly, I think tell, tell God again, what you're grateful for. So this can be part of your gratitude list of God. I'm grateful for these things that you provided in my life. I'm grateful for these things that you've, you have given in my life. Yeah. I think this time that we're in the season that we're in could, you know, could be again, depending on your situation and, unprecedented opportunity for you to have some alone quality time with God. Mm. So I would encourage you to use a portion of that time to just have a conversation with God about your life, about all that you're grateful for. God, I'm so grateful that you love me so much that you wanted me to wake up again today, you know, that you have a plan and purpose for my life still. Yeah. Thankful for every breath that I take. I'm thankful for the family that you've put me in. I'm thankful for the friends and the neighbors that I have. I'm thankful for the parents that you gave me and that my childhood was the way it was. I'm thinking, you know, just, it could be anything and everything. Yeah. Don't box yourself in on gratitude. (laughs) (laughs) Just let it all out there. I don't know. I'm excited about this one. I think that gratitude is an unspoken or often unspoken spiritual antidote. We talk about it around like Thanksgiving time. You know, we talk about what's something that you're thankful yeah. for. But there's something that's so you that's so that's so important about making it a central part of your life, especially as a believer, um, and especially as it comes to your relationship with God. It should not be just one sided. It should not just be ask, 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 ask. Mm-hmm. It should be God, thank you, I praise you, as we said earlier. Really, what gratitude is at its heart is is praise. Um, Brandon, is there anything else you'd like to say about gratitude? I still cannot get past that the vibrancy piece. Mm. I haven't. I don't think I've ever thought about that. That gratitude can bring vibrancy. As you were reading that Ephesians uh, five passage, yeah. Ephesians five fifteen through twenty, there's like this great, I think, uh, contrast that the apostle Paul puts in there. He says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts and give thanks for everything to God, the father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I think about that of thinking about the, you know, don't be drunk with wine part. And I think there's a lot of things at the core of it. It's a, it's a, it's a way to cope. It's a numbing agent. And there's plenty of things that we go to, to numb ourselves from our present reality or our current circumstances, whether that's, you know, binging a show on Netflix or Hulu or whatever that may be. But there's things that kind of just bring an air of just malaise over our lives where we're just going through the most motions. We're numbed out. We're not alive to the moment. We're not living vibrant lives. And I like that there's that contrast where he says, instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, sing psalms, sing hymns, sing spiritual songs among yourselves and make music to the Lord in your hearts. And that's such a drastically different word picture of um, the vibrancy that we can have in our lives. It's almost like, a, you know, watching TV in HD versus watching it uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in black and white or something <laughs> where it's like, yeah, it's the same message. It's the same thing. 
but in HD, it's such a better experience. And I think gratitude brings us into that life in HD, so to speak. Mm, that's good. I like that. That's a great word to end on. Um, so I hope that you've been enjoying this spiritual antidote series so far and that it's been meaningful to you, especially in light of everything that's been going on. So we are going to continue going through the series on, on spiritual antidotes. We'll have another one for you next Tuesday. And don't forget, later this week we'll have part two of the um, Easter special going out, um, because um, even though we all may be inside, Easter's still coming. So um, it's not like Easter is canceled or right. postponed. It's it's still, you know, Easter and what it means is still happening. So we will be um, having part two of the Easter special for you later this week. Friends, we love you. We continue to pray for you. And uh, we will talk to you again next week. That's right. We will be back with you soon. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes and go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question might just inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Jason Whelan, and I hope you'll join us again next week. Thank you.